discuss the ins, discuss the outs, and let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. I'm Fergal Curtis, and welcome to Let's Talk About the Arts Festival Conversations. Cellissimo is a music festival presented by Music for Galway and Galway 2020, which celebrates the warm and rich instrument, the cello. Let's Talk About the Arts is delighted to be joined by some of the artists involved in Cellissimo and have a chat about this wonderful and unique festival. The festival has been reimagined for a digital platform and will run from the 25th of March until the 31st of March and will be available online until the 4th of April. Let's Talk About the Arts will release these short interviews alongside the festival dates. Naomi Beryl is an Irish cellist based in Florence. It was a joy to hear Naomi speak about her unique artistry and returning home to her native Galway to take part in Chilissimo. Hi Naomi, how are you? Hi Fergal, hi, I'm great. Thanks very much for, for inviting me to come along and chat. Oh my God, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. I'd love to get started by just asking you a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, so... I'm from County Galway, lived lived here or hereabouts uh, until I was uh, a college age and uh, my parents won a little music school so I would have had a, a classical upbringing at the very beginning through my parents and then I would have learned folk music through school events and uh, the many possibilities there is in, in uh, the Galway area to, to play and enjoy folk music. And then when I was around um, 15, or so um I was awarded a scholarship to to for cello lessons in the Irish Academy so um my my first experiences of playing with a big symphony orchestra and, and um these these kind of experiences I I, I had through uh, my uh, my chance to study at the Irish Academy for a few years then um I moved to Glasgow and uh studied uh, cello and um, some various second studies. The 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 year I I began studying in the Royal Scottish Academy, um, it was the first year there was also a traditional music program there. So I was doing classical cello, but uh, my second studies varied from classical piano, jazz piano, uh, traditional cello, um, because of the diversity of the various courses which which I could um, dip into at the time. And so yeah, I had four 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 great years in Scotland. And then, uh, how would you say, my various events in my life, uh, working at Edinburgh Fringe Festival and meeting um, my, my now husband, who is Italian, uh, helped me to decide to further my musical studies in Italy. And so I moved over, I moved over the waters and uh, studied in Italy and also in Basel. And I'm currently based in Florence and absolutely delighted for Gorgeous. this uh, rare possibility to come home at the moment. Um, so because of having a... A work permit to come home to be part of Chelsea it's been a a joy um to to uh, to return has it been a while since you've been home because of the current climate shall we say yeah i in the last year and a half i've been home once um i was home for a few weeks in um august and uh during that time i i, I met up with bill whelan who has written this uh 
premiere beautiful piece for voice and cello which is being premiered as part of cellissimo we actually made yeah. a recording in his studio as we were a bit unsure at the time whether the in what form the festival would go ahead but um delighted to to realize then that the festival could go ahead and and there could be a live performance which which um yeah. which we recorded and has been took place in the beautiful um Kaimur Abbey. yes um which will be for the opening night, which will have already happened when this episode goes out. Um, I'd love to know a little bit more about how you got involved with Chalissimo. So about three years ago now, I had a, a meeting with Anna and Finian, um, artistic director of uh, Music for Galway. And um, they had in mind um, that a cello be made with local woods from Galway. And they thought that it would be nice to have a... Um, that I could maybe play this cello as part of the opening of the festival. Um, and Anna knew, she knew of me. I, I had been returned home for various concerts for music for Galway. And I suppose the, the fact that um, my repertoire is, is maybe slightly unique and unusual w- due to the fact that I, I sing and play and arrange and compose and use the cello in in, in a variety of ways, which maybe it's, it's not often used in, in the classical standard repertoire so um they they asked they they asked me if i'd like to um be part of this important premiering of the of the cello and and also for a concert of my own repertoire so um so that's yeah that's how i got involved and yeah it's uh i think it's a joy to be part of this very first edition of cellissimo it's very exciting i had an interview with both anna and finian and they told me all about uh, the Galway cello and it's just such a unique thing to have part of a festival like this speaking of like you're kind of you're playing with on the Galway cello a newly composed piece by Bill Whelan I also believe that you're um, doing a performance of your most recent album uh, Sweet Dreams I'd love you to give us a little bit more detail into the music and performances that you will be involved with in the festival and what you're hoping the audience will get from your performances yes my album Sweet Dreams I have uh, come for the it's it's uh, three suites or collections of music and I I liked to to use this idea of a suite and um, slightly different to the idea maybe when uh, Bach composed the suite, it was a collection of dances from, from different uh, countries. Um, I decided to bring different genres in into one suite. So uh, one of the suites on my album is called Dance Suite and you will find a jig and a reel, um, a swing from jazz repertoire, a uh, Baroque style dance. And I think my, my general message as an artist is I realise that people uh, enjoy music because of the beauty of the melody and the harmony and... Um, Often when I find myself playing for an audience maybe of uh, who are used to listening to one style of music, they often come to me at the end and ask about the repertoire that they knew less about or the styles that they knew less about. And, and they've realised that um, they can maybe appreciate just as much a jazz or a folk piece as much as a, as a classical piece because they all have the power of that, um, the beauty of, of a melody or harmony which can just uh, catch our senses and uh, bring us emotion. And so... This this was kind of my, my message with my album, um, that music in a way and melody also migrates and travels. And often a melody, which was maybe a folk melody originally, can be found in a classical piece or a jazz piece or vice versa. Just kind of opening the, the minds of, of the... Also, I'll be taking a masterclass um, and I'm really looking forward to working with uh, yes. these young 
Irish artists and uh, they have already uh, let me know some uh, some styles of music and pieces they're interested in and uh, I'm hoping to work on some arrangements of these pieces just to to show them that uh, it's, it's good to delve into new material and uh, other genres with the cello apart from the classical world. I do love that. I love that you're bringing other styles. Well, I suppose to the cello, because um, most people would associate it with classical music. Um, and you just mentioned the masterclasses. And I'd love to know a bit more about what you want to bring to the masterclasses and what knowledge you would like to pass on to these eight cellists who are taking part. As far as I know, all these eight cellists are either Irish or have studied in Ireland. So I think the um, Irish uh, musicians have often a unique quality of um, vibe musicality or the fact the, from the fact that they've maybe been um, exposed to different styles of music or maybe even if they've grown up studying only classical music uh, through Irish social um, social life and how the folk music plays such a strong part in um, Irish uh, everyday life you know they will they will know different uh, folk melodies and and I would like to really just encourage them to maybe when they want to take a break from studying their standard classical repertoire maybe to try and work on their own little arrangement of a of an Irish melody or a jazz melody or a pop melody or anything and try to work out the yeah. harmonies so I'm uh, my plan is to maybe uh, flip things around and uh, maybe harmonize in an unusual way a Bach a movement from a Bach suite or to take maybe um, a classical piece and play it in more jazzy style and just to, to give them this um, freedom, you know, um, to, to not be afraid to explore and try out uh, new ideas and experiment with arrangements. You know, I think for every musician, whatever, whatever their musical path, it's nice to have something unique and maybe a little piece that everyone associates with them. So to encourage them to to uh, the experiment yes it's very interesting we've had a few conversations on let's talk about the arts about crossing over into different styles and different genres even if it's not something that you want to do it's just to explore it to kind of get your artistry being a bit more curious and you're able to cross over these kind of styles and um, to help each other do you think that that's quite important for all musicians to dip their toes into things that might necessarily be their uh, path absolutely absolutely yes like there's the, the cliche saying that uh when you give a, a jazz or folk musician a, a sheet of music uh written out they they panic and for a classical musician if you take away their score they panic you know so um I always remember yeah. one certain event on a summer course, I had the uh, the possibility to attend a jazz and experimental music course in Banff in Canada. And so obviously most of the participants were from the jazz world. And on one of the workshop days, I was asked to start an improvising piece. And, and I said to the tutor, can you give me a key or a rhythm or, or something that you want me to use as a bass? And no, 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 no parameters, go free. And this idea to someone who has spent so long, uh, you know, studying in a classical context can be very scary. But I think it's very important to embrace that and uh, and learn to to, um, as you would say, just go with the flow, as as the jazz musicians often do. And alongside that, um, I feel that often people who have studied in the jazz world have a gr much greater knowledge of harmony and, and the harmony and rhythm that's happening around them than, than yeah. um, the classical musicians. And I think sometimes, yeah, we should um, definitely, yes, yeah, surround ourselves with musicians from another style or, uh, you know, give a go at uh, work, listening to an African rhythm. And yes, I think all, all that maybe enriches the, yes. can only enrich our. 
our musical voice yeah yeah I love that I'm from a classical background as well and over the last year I've kind of started having these conversations and I've started exploring different styles and it can be a little bit fearful at the start but then you just learn so much from diving in and as you say going with the flow I'd love you to talk a little bit more about combining the cello and uh, your voice and what that kind of means to you uh, as an artist. I I think that um, when I when I play and sing my own arrangements or my own pieces, I, I, I am never afraid like I might have been in the past when I was playing a, a classical piece which had been already performed amazingly by millions yes. of people in the past or hundreds of people in the past. So I, I think... Um, the fact that I've created something that is uh, original and unique um, really lets me um, give my all to the performance and to the to the audience. And um, through arranging songs and experimenting with the use of cello, using it maybe like a double bass or like a guitar for a jazz song, I'm I'm always learning new possibilities. And I I think also the harmonics on the cello can create can be very atmospheric, used either either with the bow or pizzicato but they have a, a great potential um and so they, they also the i think the range of the cello um combines very well with the voice um and uh you know as often we hear the the cello often has been compared to the human voice so in a way it's almost um sometimes yeah. it's cello accompanying voice other times it's uh, almost like working and arranging a duet and letting the two two voices have their own moment I love that it's amazing um I've always been a fan of the cello but getting to chat to cellists in the last couple of days um understanding the versatility of the instrument and uh, how limitless it is um has been really incredible to hear cellists articulate that I do ask a simple question to each cellist and it's quite simply what drew you towards the cello I, I I still remember my the my very first uh, cello lessons and uh, and as soon as I I got kind of the basics I I remember coming back to my my teacher uh, Liz Barry in Galway and I would be trying to already work out work out my own little pizzicato songs of pieces I knew and come and play them for her and uh, you know so I Incredible. I think straight away I always had this uh, curiosity of uh, seeing what what the cello could do and um, yeah. but I think regarding the beauty of the cello as an instrument. I remember when I was studying the Swan by Sanson and uh, just the very the very first phrase and the beauty of the of the sound of the of the cello on the on the A string but also on the D string going up higher on the D string and and you hear maybe this more subtle maybe more expressive at times voice and uh, I think you know yeah being able to express with a with a sound that's very beautiful and also an instrument that's very close close to you I think it I think it's something very special yeah. as I yeah. I grew up learning other instruments also and playing concertina, folk music, um, guitar and um, piano. But the cello was always my favourite, I think, because of that special expressive quality. Well, thank God it was your favourite because now we have all this fabulous music (laughs) from you. Obviously, this festival is um, reimagined. We've gone to the kind of digital age because of the last year and the effects it's had on live performances. Uh, what has your experiences of being a performer in this digital age been? And do you think that there's any benefits that we have learned that we can take forward when 
fingers crossed we're back to live performances soon yes i think that the the possibility to tune in um me being based abroad but being able to tune in for tune in and uh follow very closely uh, a performance um from uh, as a festival for part of a festival from my hometown for example the earlier this year there was a midwinter festival um organized by music for galway and i'm i must say it was very very nice for me to sit in my home in Florence and, and listen to these concerts and you know it made me feel nearer home in a way and I think the yeah. in during this last year I think the radio has also become very important um to many people it's um something that's always there with us and always accessible and many festivals have started collaborations uh, in Italy uh, I know this for a fact and I think in Ireland also where it's possible maybe to follow part of a festival through uh, a radio station um, and I think this or maybe there's some conferences as part of a festival which can be followed and here you're opening up to a, a, a great more number of listeners um, much more than the online numbers and uh, obviously the online numbers are great but uh, I think the combining of the different possibilities of, of your catching your audience um is, is something we can definitely learn from and the this cellissimo festival also has a an added uh, bonus in that you can uh, listen to your concert and also order uh, a taster of local foods or beers or um a, a, a physical thing yes. which can arrive to your and so i think you know in a way the it's definitely um food for the senses in in uh uh, and we have we, the organizers have you know we we've been we've been given a challenge in a way and I think uh, many associations have risen to that challenge and are becoming much more creative which is great you know I keep saying it but I will say it again I feel like Anna and Finian have just created this festival feel with the idea of the food boxes um, and the music for the senses and the master classes and the exhibitions. It really feels like a festival vibe that we might get in, you know, in person. And I think they've just done an incredible job. So I'm very excited to see your performances and the new composed piece by Bill Whelan and um, Sweet Dreams. Uh, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to tune in and I will attach all the details of your specific performances to this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Naomi. It's been such a pleasure to chat to you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You can find more details about the festival programme at musicforgalway.ie or on the Music for Galway's Instagram, Twitter and Facebook pages. Check out Let's Talk About the Arts Festival Conversations with Chilisimo, presented by Music for Galway and Galway 2020 this week on all major podcast platforms. I'm Fergal Curtis and this has been Let's Talk About the Arts Festival Conversations.